Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare, acknowledges the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the land and water on which this podcast is recorded and produced. Welcome to a brand new season of Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare. That's right. It is. It's the podcast for the mother who's flying by the seat of her sosati. Sosati. Yeah. So it's um, <laughs> sosati is like a pig. You make that up? No, it sounds like it's made up. Uh, it's pigeon English um, <laughs> from Namibia. Yeah, they call it Namblish. So it's a uh, mix of English and some native I languages. love it. Tell me again. So, so we can all say so, it. I think, well, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Okay. It's hard to know. Sosati. Sosati. And because I, I love couldn't it. find the Namblish word for pants, all I could come up with was meat on a stick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so flying by the seat of her meat on a stick. Okay, this is all I can come up with. It's been a long holidays, lady. It is. Come on. Yes. <laughs> we actually don't have a meat on a stick because we're not a we're not we're not a dagwood dog like blokes. Yeah. Covered in batter. Well, just like a sausage on a stick. Like yeah. we, we don't really have meat on a stick. Are you talking about but more like Yeah. Oh. They were in the back seat, my kids, and all I hear is Skylar going, She's Looking obviously at her vagina in the car, going, Mummy, it's a bit sore in there. You know how they carry yeah, on. Yeah. And Wolfie's looking over and having a good old look as well, like seeing what's going on. And he goes, Do you have a penis in there? And she's like, No, but it looks like a piece of ham. <laughs> well, it does. Yeah. We've got a look. It's a ha- we've got a ham sandwich. So flying by the seat of her ham, ham sandwich. sandwich. This podcast is hosted by Chanel Franklin and myself, Tamara Linky. Yes, it's wonderful to be back. Oh, it is. Brand new year of 2023. 
And I think it's um, pretty fair to say that what went on over the Christmas and New Year period for all of us, um, it's usually a bit of a, a blur, but also there's so much that goes on. So we've picked our top three things that happened to us over the break that you're going to want to hear about because they were a mix of, um, well, mostly disasters. Indeed. Okay now, from the beginning. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. So I'm going to take you to a town, lady. I'm taking you, taking you to a town. Take me there. Painting a red with you. Oh, I'll do it. Oh. Uh, so you ready? 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 Mm-hmm. Wow. You can really shout out to a town. We are heading to Windhoek in Namibia. Namibia. Africa. <gasps> yeah. Where they speak Namblish. Where they speak Namblish. Uh, yeah, so Windhoek is at the capital city of Namibia. Mm-hmm. Lots to see and do, isn't there? Well, you tell me. Well, it's Africa, like so many things. Yes. You, can, you know, it was endless. I've never been there to any African country, so I could not speak from experience. Nor you? can you speak Namblish. No, can, well, I can now. I can <laughs> ask for me on a stick. At least I won't go hungry. <laughs> for a vegetarian, that's great. Look, there's many things to do, Chanel, mm-hmm. if you ever want to head off to Namibia. You know how we start reading these things too and I always go, wow, oh, my God, I want to go there. Yeah. You start reading it and people are like, this is You're awesome. investing. Yeah, so they, it was hard to actually find stuff where the reviews were like weirdos saying yeah. weird things. They're loving. They were loving. So, yeah, you can do all sorts. There's safaris. There's lots of sand dunes you can go and explore. So this was a particular tour you could do which offered you the sand dunes, flamingos, cheetahs. All of that kind of thing, and they'll cook you a meal. Where you literally walk around and go, oh wow, at every twist and turn. Wow, that pim- the <laughs> pamingo, that flamingo really is pink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so TripAdvisor, here's what a couple of people said. So you've got all these wonderful things. You imagine you're on this beautiful safari tour. Yeah, I'm there. And across the savannah. And then someone says, this is what they had to say about it. Of all things, it was good. I got to see more of Namibia and that was what I wanted. (laughs) Maybe it could have been more free time at the pool. Full stop. Three stars. Three. Come on. You actually just said that's what you wanted. Yeah. And then more free time at the pool. That's not Namibia's fault. That is not the country's fault. No, just go stay home and go to your local aquatic centre. Yeah. want more time at the pool. I can tell you to save you a shitload of cash. (laughs) What I want had. Maybe they needed to travel all the way to Namibia to work out that all they really wanted was a holiday with a pool. Yeah. Yeah. In a pool. Here we go. This is now I'm going to be sensitive about this because it's English as a second language. Okay. So look, I can't speak, I wouldn't be able to speak any other languages as well as this person's written the review in English. Okay. So good on them. Yes. Yes. But I, it, you can't help but laugh. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry, it's more about what he's saying as opposed to how. But the how also makes it quite funny. Okay, good. Okay. But few things on tour which didn't give me that good experience is like, firstly, 
When the itinerary says some particular place need to go in evening that have for some reason, like the place, looks much more stunning when the sunlight is dim in photo. But for unknown reason, guide took us to that place in mid-noon when we were exhausted after June rides. <laughs> Secondly, spelt two N-D-L-Y. Yeah, 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 love it. Secondly, when we all are in food table, <coughs> no matter how much you are hungry or thirsty, you are not supposed to touch the food till the informative speech is not get over by guide or the green signal to have food comes from guide. <laughs> it was quite strange to me, which I never came across such things in other African safaris. He's got to reach over to pull a little <laughs> nibble out and he's got his head slapped. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Don't you touch. No, you wait for the green signal. <laughs> What is this? What's the Three, two, one, ding, ding, ding. Is there like a little light behind this guy? He stands up after doing his informative speech. I just say the first half of what you were saying. Makes um, no sense. No, it was quite intellectual. I thought, I was like, there's quite some big words. He's using particularly and, all, yeah. you know, I'm thinking, well, well, that's fair enough. Not in the right combination. That's okay. <laughs> and not spelt anywhere near the way it would be spelt. But look, he's given it a red hot go. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, the signal before you, you eat. Maybe it's just called manners. Yeah. Maybe wait till he's ready, ready set, wanting to go. hoe in. And then someone's standing up giving thanks or whatever they were doing and yeah. you wanted to sit there like a greedy little mofo. And eat all and eat the freaking stuff like, rather than on. be respectful and wait your turn. Yeah, just come on with it. So yeah. anyway, firstly and secondly. He's getting it. He's getting even on TripAdvisor. That's it. So anyway, that is our Windhook in Namibia. So shout out to all our ladies there who are listening. Hello. Arr. We might see you one day. We could, we could, we could go there. Do safari, go, yeah. And trust me, we will be very respectful and wait till we're told we're allowed to eat. That's right. Otherwise, I will sneak a little sandwich in my pocket. A ham sandwich. <laughs> no, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> this episode is the recap. In order to recap what happened to me um, mm. <laughs> since December to now, um, so just to. But just to preface this for our listeners overseas, Chanel, but we have summer holidays here in Australia. Yes. So the school ends in December. So mm-hmm. we have Christmas and then we have six weeks summer holiday break. So for us, the December, January time is time off. Exactly. Whereas in other parts of the world, obviously Christmas is like, oh, well, we go straight back. They must have a small holiday. Two weeks, yep. I believe. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then back to school, right? Yes. Different. So these are our summer holidays mm. and I thought I'd pick um, the top three things. There was many, but I thought I'd pick the top three that happened over the break. Good, bad, otherwise. Excellent. In looking at this now, they're all bad. <laughs> no, there were big, there were big bad things there that happened were, there to were you, big right? big bad things. Mm. And I think this is what would have happened to so many women in their journey, yeah. right, of, of travelling. So I went to the UK for Christmas, Dan, my old half, he's English, and we went back to see his mum, dad, sister, friends, family. Great, great. And, of course, I love the idea that the airlines just think, well, it's Christmas, let's, let's, uh, let's capitalise on emotion and the fact that these families have been separated for a long time, we're going to put it up four times the price. Oh, yeah. So we paid a stinky amount to get back. Damn it. Which also meant we flew an airline that I wasn't stoked to fly and I had never <laughs> flown before. And why was that, Chanel? <laughs> because it was a little bit cheaper. But anyway, not no, much. But why were you not stoked to fly it? Because. Big, well, let hear this Oh, first. okay. You're going to tell us. There's a few reasons. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. So flying, it was like a shit spiral. So the actual flying 
to an overseas destination that's further away than, say, like Bali for us where lots of Aussies go, it was really far. The children, I expected, I I knew it was going to be crap. I knew it was Mm. going to be difficult. But I thought far out, It's we were at home and we were delayed by an hour. So I'm like, it started there. The shit spiral started. Already delayed. And then once we got to Adelaide Airport, the handle broke on the hand luggage. So I couldn't be wheeling it around. I had to carry it. <laughs> right. As well as. You mean the little pulley yeah, thing? Yeah, the little pulley. It, pu- it just, ca- just went on you. It just went. Oh, man. And then it was really sharp for the rest of the trip. So we had to make sure. <laughs> so you scratching yourself in the yeah. same spot. So we've got broken Open suitcase. wounds. Open broken wound. <laughs> Some with the wheels that weren't turning properly. So you'd be going to wheel it. You, you need the ones, the hand luggage with four wheels. Okay, yes. They make a difference. Oh, that suitcase is just Not glides. the ones with, with three, with uh, the two, sorry, that, yeah, yeah. that are literally like you were drunk driving these things. It was a disaster. So we had the one the one suitcase that was really good that I was expecting a lot from broke at the first destination. So that was it. And for some reason, despite me warning the hell out of Ollie, um, he didn't care so much basically. He couldn't and wouldn't get his way for whatever reason and he thought, well, fuck this, I'm having a tantrum. <laughs> we were there for 10 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> We'd only just got there. Full tantrum, literally sat down in the middle of what looked like a stampede in the Serengeti. Oh my god! I'm thinking, there's we are going. He is going to get himself injured if I don't dive in there and get him. I felt like it was the scene in The Lion King. You know, when there's people back and forth, and if <laughs> I don't that dive scene. in, I love that. Yeah, love oh that. no, no, Mufasa dies. I don't love that. No, but scene. you do bring that up uh, you, as an analogy a lot of the time. I feel like yeah. it's yeah, it's quite a thing. So I thought, well, I'm going to have to get injured here to dive in and get him because he's not moving and there was no reason why he f- threw himself there. We weren't at the end of the journey where we were all spent up. This was 10 Forgetting. minutes. Thanks, mate. Wouldn't go through the checkout thing either where they want to check if you're... <laughs> the beat beat. The beat beat. The Wouldn't bump. go through, just stood there. Nah. Yeah. So luckily I wasn't knocked clean on my ass uh, by the stampede of people. Well done. Well done. We thought, let's go to McDonald's. Let's get Let's get them some real healthy Let's start food. Right. Yeah. Chicken easy, nuggets. Easy. Super easy. Yep. That was fine. Then we sat at the gate and we're waiting. And then Dan's phone rings and he's like, oh, I'm not answering a withheld number. Decline. Right. Uh oh. And then there's a, then there's a voicemail. He listens to the voicemail and goes, We're at the wrong gate. Shit. And he picks up the dodgy suitcase and one other and sprints, leaves us. So you, hang on a minute, but the, the plane um, would wait for you. Come on. I paging, would hope. Paging Dan and Chanel Franklin. For being so fucking late. Like, please, you're, you're about to board. Uh, please make your way to go number 33. Well, Dan ran like an absolute, well, Forrest Gump on steroids. Leaving you behind. Left me with the kids. So for I, dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I, then I start running through Alex. So it happened to be the gate that was on the other side of the airport. Of course. Excellent. The, the furthest one. So he's running and he's gone. Can't even see him. He's left us. So I've got the kids and I'm like, let's do a running race, trying to be all enthusiastic. There's Then the kids are crying and running. Oh, because the they think time, they can sense there's they danger. Sense there's there's danger. They're stressed out. Mummy's trying so hard. People are laughing at me. Laughing. There was a woman filming me. I thought I'm going to end up on, on TikTok later. A woman filmed you? She filmed me. She stopped, laughed and started filming me running through the airport like an absolute loser, meaning 
I'm the loser running through the airport. I feel like it's a bit rude. It was very rude. She didn't offer any help. Summer then twisted her ankle. I've hurt my ankle. So I've put her on my back. Oh, my God. I'm still going. Dan's She's go- like taller than you. So that's saying something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We get to the gate and the woman, well, Dan's over there. He's all puffed out, of course, because he had to run really, really fast. But he was probably in Dan's defence thinking, You'll catch up. I'll go and stall them and That's let what them know he's trying my family is coming. But he didn't have time to really relate that to you. No, he didn't. So he ran over there and said to the flight attendant, well, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, we're here. And she goes, are you the Franklin family? And he said, yes. Where's your family? She's saying, it's just you on your own. And he goes, I'll run and get them. She goes, don't leave your bag unattended. Don't oh, do that. God's Don't sake. leave the broken suitcase unattended. He so should have said, away. look, they're in the suitcase. They're fine. <laughs> I'll put them in. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. You could see us like little ants running. Oh, my God. Lady's still filming. Ready yeah. to go. We get there. A bloody lady. I want to find out who she is. The woman looked at me and she just went, it's okay. It's fine. I said, that was fucked up. <laughs> I said to her, she went, I totally agree. <laughs> You're fine, don't worry. Anyway, felt great. After I just had a quarter pounder, not a good thing to be running on, I'm just telling you. Oh, my God, you. gross. Did you throw up after? I, the adrenaline, I don't know what the hell was happening, but I had to carry summer. Disaster. Got on the plane, fine. There was a three. So, of course, I'm sat with the kids. Dan sat behind. Mm-hmm. Having a good old time. Now, Dan was good. He was attentive when I needed him, but he also got a chance to sit in a little bit of peace. When we got off the flight, Dan then said, I, Ollie starts saying to me, I need to go to the toilet just when we haven't landed. Now, we all know that takes time. The seat belts are on. You mm-hmm. can't move. You've got a four-year-old that's dying for a wee. There is, uh-huh. You've got at least a half an hour to wait. It wasn't going to You so, can go to the toilet. Well, what did you do? It was, we were about to land, and then you have to go to the thing and get off the plane like it was quieter, and then we were delayed for a little bit to get off. So I don't know how the kid didn't piss his pants. See, it, that's why you get a bottle and get him to pee in it like I did with Wolfie. I would now have thought that, but I had a bottle nowhere. <laughs> no one was coming to my rescue. Oh, no. I had no no help. Anyway, oh, no, lady. I said to Dan, when this plane has landed, grab him and get off because he's going to piss everywhere and we need to get on this international flight with oh, pissy pants, the Ollie. one, right. Yeah. This Asian man, uh, so it's just me, Summer, the broken suitcase and a bunch of other things that are going on and her with a twisted ankle, so we're walking real slowly. This man comes up behind me and says, I need to tell you something. Oh, I shit. Said, What's that? And he goes, you are so lucky. I said, for what? And he said, you have a wonderful husband. He is so great. I watch him helping you. He goes, you are very, very lucky. I thought, oh, good on you. Thanks. What am I? Chop oh liver? Yeah, no What shit. am I, a bag of shit? I watch him helping you while you sit back. You do nothing the whole flight. Very, very good man. You very lucky woman. I thought, lucky woman? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. He is very lucky. He is. That I have raised his children. Yeah. Mm. And no one's patting me on the fucking back, but that's okay. <laughs> Thanks for your, for your little nod that he's a wonderful man. <laughs> I'm not saying Dan one. wasn't, but, no. but no one cared to anyway. That's yeah. fine. Oh, I've got so many things. Yeah. I'll save them for another episode. I was like, thank you, kind sir. Like, really? <laughs> and here's a kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. And watch yourself next time. Yeah. yeah. You shut your face. <laughs> shut your fucking face. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Just like. Imagine that. Yeah. He finishes his wonderful speech. Um, commending Dan on his, his fatherly duties yeah. and I just look at him in the face and kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Like, with and then punch him in the face. <laughs> just say, have a nice day. <laughs> have a nice day. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Anyway, um, after we were in Melbourne Airport, I lost Ollie for about 15 seconds. Now, every mother is going to be able to attest to the fact that when you lose a child, even if it is 15 seconds, it feels like 15 hours. Actually in the airport? Yep. I could not see him anywhere. Oh I God, did, then found him. He was lollying around like a like a vending machine of course. Thing, two seconds away from me. But Always he just at the vending machine. Disappeared, pressing yeah. the buttons and nothing's happening, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we went Adelaide, Melbourne, Melbourne, Brunei, Brunei, Dubai, Dubai, Heathrow. So what was meant to be... Oh. Quite a Previously, few yeah, they added that on after we booked and we had no choice to then cancel the flight because the others had shot up astronomically in price. So we're yeah. like, we're stuck with this. Oh, man. So what turned it, what was meant to be 24 hours of travel roughly or 21, which we've had previously, turned into f- 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 50. <gasps> yeah, with all the oh delays. It was absolutely crazy. Now, did you sleep on the plane? <laughs> Are you a sleeper? Barely. Well, I had kids kicking me in the face. I had, mm. you know, and then they didn't serve kids meals on the plane. What? Yep. They oh, wouldn't wow. let us log on before. Couldn't do kids meals. So they were serving like. Um, really the, interesting international foods. That correct. The kids wouldn't like. No, they didn't. Someone was like, I'm not eating that. So there was some Curry. stale bread rolls, all of that. Mm. Just when you think your child is going to eat because of they're about, they're going to starve, they won't. Oh, that man. summer's like, there's no way I'm eating that. I, I will starve. And she did. So disappointing summer. I had a bunch of stuff in the suitcase, but they'd got but they'd got through all those snacks at Melbourne Airport. Oh, by the time, like in 20 minutes. And done. Done. Excellent. <laughs> so it was only another quite a 120 journey. hours to go. Yeah. So we got off at Heathrow Airport, yep. right? And it was really smooth transition while we're in England. This is great. Shock horror. Heathrow was smooth. We, it, yes, exactly. <laughs> So we're waiting there, we're waiting there, we're waiting there, we're waiting there. Suitcase didn't turn up. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? It didn't turn up. We had the kids' stuff and one suitcase. We Dan before, whether he put a kibosh on it or not, but we had two main suitcases and he said, let's mix a little bit of the things up so that if something happens, oh, we happen to have a couple of things. He said it. Oh. And guess what? It didn't turn up. So I was absolutely, I was so spent. I was standing in the line ready to, and no one's hurrying, no one cares. So I said to someone, look, my suitcase hasn't turned up. I was waiting for him to give a shit. And he just pointed. He didn't even say a word. He just pointed as if to say, go to that desk. I was oh. like, can someone care Welcome that I've just London. been doing 50 hours <laughs> of travelling with my Family that I can't stand the no, side of it. No moment. one's caring about that, Chanel. No one they gave just a doing shit. Their job. They see those people every day. Exactly. And they're videotaping them. Videotaping. They're videoing yeah. them. Yeah. You know. Someone's telling me content. that I'm unique, but I guarantee we've all been in this terrible situation. Yeah. Anyway, logged everything. So I'm not going to name and shame Brunei Airlines or DHL for losing my suitcase. I'm not going to do that because that that Mm -hmm. wouldn't be fair. Um, So I won't mention them. But what I will say is the suitcase never turned up the entire three and a half weeks that I was there. In there was my makeup, my skin stuff, my hair stuff, my coat, jeans, knickers. I had like three or four pairs, three pairs of knickers that I was doing a wash and wear each time. Because look, when you first told me about this, my first thought went, to what are you doing about your knickers? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're going to have to wash those knickers. Yeah, wash them. As you go. As England, I'm going. It's cold. So maybe were you drying them? Put some, them in the somewhat. Or they had like a ra- radiators there. So s- most people would be turning around going, just go buy more knickers, Chanel. Like, it I doesn't matter. say that. Like they'd be cheap. Yep. And that was fine. But they kept saying to me that the suitcase is coming. It kept coming. There was like a little bit of bait at each point. So I'm going, mm-hmm. it's still coming. I won't go and buy this whole heap of stuff because how am I going to go get it back? 
So but I, it's just knickers. I got a couple of pairs. I did Good. get some knickers and I got Did you go to some Boots socks. and get some knickers? Or I know. Like no, I don't know if they stock at Boots. Oh, I thought they would. I just went oh, to. true. Good point. Like, you know, Primark or some undies. They're fine. They've lost the elastic already. So yeah, that was fine. <laughs> you can chuck those. I would chuck those. And, and some socks because I had one pair of socks. They were the ones I'd worn on the plane. Gross. So I was like, and I just wanted to know. And I had one Ugg boot because the other one was in the other suitcase. I don't know why what? the fuck that happened. Why weren't they together, Dan? I don't know. He just grabbed stuff and shoved it. And I was oh, like, no. so I just, it was the most stressful time. But I will say one thing. I was on the phone to DHL every single day of my holiday trying to track this suitcase. Yeah. But I'm going to dedicate this episode to the one saint that works there called Magda. Now, Magda, Magda. a single mum, we love Magda, who actually is the only person that gave a shit about my situation. She's like, I'm going to help you because this really sucks what you're going through and I'm going to make sure I find your suitcase. She had it on her priority list. She had it on her. She went to work every morning. It's like Chanel's suitcase, number one. (laughs) Go, go, Magda. Go, go, Magda. We we love Magda. Magda gave a shit. Magda rung back when she She said she was going to. She does not not give zero fucks. No. She gives fucks. She gives fucks. She's chosen which fucks she wants to give. And you're lucky you're on the end of that. She gave me a fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Nice fuck, clearly. (laughs) Go, Magda. Go, Magda. So my new friend, uh, Magda, um, really did come to town for me. So all I, so what happened was the suitcase then arrived with Brunei Airlines and then it got lost again by DHL in a depot somewhere. So they managed halfway through my trip to find it in Cardiff somewhere. So I was travelling to Bristol, which is about two and a half hours southwest of London or something like that, two hours. The suitcase was in Cardiff somewhere in a depot. Which is like 50 minutes away, correct? Yeah, it's in Wales. Mm. So you've got to travel over the bridge. And then by the time someone had realised it was in Cardiff, they'd then shipped it off somewhere else. Where the hell are they shipping it? No idea. They didn't didn't have a track for it. It was this lonely suitcase. I had this picture in my mind of like a Toy Story episode and it's shivering in a warehouse corner saying, where's my mummy? Yeah. Where are you, mummy? And this grumpy old suitcase in the the corner gone, there's going to be one less in this depot if you don't shut that hole in your zipper. Oh, little one. (laughs) We've been here. Do you hear me? We've been here for 12 months. Nobody's claimed us. Sad. Shut up. You've really thought about this a lot. I did. I thought about it. And I could picture my suitcase being really sad and going, mummy, where are you? And I'm going, where are I'm trying to like. Okay, you're a sicko. Um, <laughs> concluded, if you're listening to this story, Chanel's lost it over that time. After 50 hours travelling with my family and then no suitcase, how yeah. would you pull oh, up no, after that? I agree. I mm-hmm. like that you made a story up about where it is. And because and you still. I've literally seen it there shivering. Well, where is it now? It turned up five days after I left to my mother in law's house. Boom. Magda and I have been emailing from Australia and the UK. She's still helping. <laughs> and I'm like, I've got to, there's something saying it's been delivered. There it was. No way. Yep. Now we've got to get it back. <laughs> Are they going to pay for it? Are you too scared that they're going to muck I've, it up? I've heard a lot of people say claim, 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 you know, put in a claim, all this sort of stuff. And it's so much harder to do that because even Dan's been trying to email the airlines and they're like, we'll get back to you in 30 days. Like it, we're very busy, more oh or less. It's some automated response. So it's very, very difficult. That's why I didn't want to overspend as well because I thought if it turns up, I actually have all the clothes I need. I don't want to go 
on this journey and risk not being able to claim this stuff back. And I feel like can you get them to send it normal normally with another company? Well, DHL it. are going to put give it back to Eagle Couriers, who basically are the people that deal with lost luggage. So they would just put it on any plane, let's say Qantas, and get it back to Adelaide. That is yeah. the plan. But I've also got one of these air tags. So listen up. This is a this is a hot thing. tip. Yep. I watched someone track their bag to literally it ha- it being plonked in front of them on their iPad. I was like, this is oh, genius. If I Is that an app? Yeah, because it's like an air tag. It's an Apple thing. You buy an Apple tag. Yeah, yeah. And you put it in your bag oh, and GPS. it tracks. Yes. yes. So you actually know where they – so I could have said to Magda, my friend – I want to get them for my kids. Yeah, but yeah exactly. Just stick it to them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But I was saying I would have been able to say to her, it's in Cardiff days before. So she would have known to go, right, that's what she was looking for, a suitcase in a haystack. Put See, it this way. the whole point is those stickers the they haystack. put with the little code on it, the barcode's meant to tell them. Yeah, but they couldn't find the suitcase. There was so much backlog because it's Christmas and so many people travelling and so much crap everywhere. People were on strike left, right and centre in the UK with, you know, different types of things. It was a really difficult staff poor time I think for everything so my suitcase was not a priority for anyone but Magda I wonder why what was the motivation for helping you surely there were other people you know what I was a nice person I think I didn't let Dan deal with any of this I thought he would have been pent up it pays to be nice it does but also I wonder were there some empty promises for Magda Chanel did I promise her things Mm. a one-way ticket to Australia yeah like Magda I'm desperate fucking Magda Magda, help me out. I did you pull that to. card. She knows. I, I said, will give I you said to her, one million dollars. <laughs> Magda, listen up. I said, I'm in desperation. I am desperate. Magda, I am currently wearing my mother-in-law's jacket. Can you please? I am a 36-year-old woman who wants to wear her own clothes, okay? She got it. She understood. She understood. She's like, yeah, I get you. You middle-class asshole. <laughs> She's like, yeah, sure, we'll look for your bag. She's back to the one who's probably sent it to Cardiff in the first place. She enjoyed the thrill of it. She's like, sure, I'll help you out. No worries, Chanel. And she was Polish. Up. She didn't sound like that at all. Okay. No worries, Chanel, i help you out. And then you hang up. She's like, send that shit to Cardiff. <laughs> send that shit elsewhere. Yeah, you know. Okay. Sorry, anyway. I'm sure she was very, very helpful. She was. She was the only person that was. So I'm just Shout saying it pays to... In this world, I think, where we're all trying to figure ourselves out at the moment in this brand new year because 2022 was was a tricky one for many people, yeah. it is nice to give a shit about people. There are There is good people out there. There are. Magda's one of them. Good so on toot you. to Magda. Good on you, Mags. So it was a great trip. Very difficult traveling with children on those how many no, stops. No, it's not. It's easy. It's, I'd never <laughs> recommend it. Don't do it. Unless you can put yourself in business class. Some people have to. Oh, you know what so they, they also did? Flying as well. When we got there to Melbourne Airport, they sat me separately, Ollie separately, Summer separately, and Dan separately. We were at four four top corners of the plane. The kids. Yep. And I said, my no. children. They did. And I said, my children will not get on this flight and sit next to a stranger. You. They hang on. They're not. I didn't think they were allowed to do that. Well, they fixed it. But as we were, we were sat separately. Oh, that's ridiculous. All of us. Now, look, I said, oh, you can put me in business class, that's fine, and just sit them with their dad. I don't mind that. <laughs> but as it stands, my children can't be without no, my husband no. or myself. Like it was all those stressful things. Yeah, very. But anyway, the last little bit of the holiday, which um, which has probably taught me something about myself, um, was I was bitten by a dog. 
Where did you get bitten? Well, my friend's house. So little Harper, a three-year-old Romanian rescue dog, um, I was behind my friend Beth. Beth's lush. I had gone out and bought a nice coat for myself. It had a little bit of fur around the collar, so maybe I looked like a yeti. I'm not sure. Or maybe you had smelly knickers on because you hadn't changed them for a while. I bought some by this point. Had you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You sure? <laughs> smelly travel badge. Everyone knows what that's like after travelling for 50 hours in a plane. That stink is hard to get rid of, that badge stink. You've got to scrub, you, you scrub hard. You could scrub as much as you want. It's still there. You've got to open the ham. You've got to clean out the ham. <laughs> the ham's gone off. The ham's. It's a little crease right up the top that you can't get to. It takes months for that to just yeah, you de- just squirt a hose up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Get it all out. It needs a car shot, like mm. a like, no, pressure hose. <laughs> this was towards the end of the holiday. So my mm. badge with my new knickers with where with baggy elastic was sweet as. Was sweet as. <laughs> so there was no reason why she should bite me. Daisy fresh. Yeah. So I was I walked through the door. It was a little bit dark. It was New Year's Eve and we were going home. So Beth went in first. I was behind in my Yeti coat and she didn't know who I was. Little Harper, the Romanian rescue dog. So it's very small. Yeah. Well, almost like a corgi crossed with a Kelpie, a bit that size. She's little, but she's not a a little dog. Yeah. Mm, Skinny. Anyway. I don't know what this dog is. (laughs) She's quite sweet. But well, not sweet. Was it? Cute looking okay. from, from a distance. From Until. A, dun, anyway, dun, dun. She leapt in the air, showed her teeth and bit my arm. She <gasps> went, rah, 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 and I went, oh, my God. It just, and then Beth's trying to, like, protect me because oh it was like God. another woman coming into the house. She wasn't happy. Oh, my God. I somehow reminded her of what was what she went through in Romania. I was a trigger. Oh, my God. Were I they skinned dogs and made jackets out of them I don't something? know. She, Cruella de Vil, you were. I, I a Yeti jacket. Yeah, yeah. But she literally launched up off the floor and went right on my arm and, and bit my arm. It was hanging off like a cartoon. I, I, I managed to push her off, not to hurt her, but just to kind of like, and I'm like, whoa, I've just been bitten by a dog. Did it get a bit of go through the coat? Luckily not. No, Luckily yeah. not. I was going to say, because it would be quite thick material. It was luckily. my Yeti coat, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Jesus. Um, so the next day, <laughs> Beth sends me, so we've gone home to, to Dan's mum's house. She sends me a photo of Miss Harper looking ever so sweet. In fact, she's sleeping on her little bed, so she looks cute there, mm-hmm. right? And she said, Harper's really sorry she didn't mean it. I'm thinking, bless your heart, Beth, but you and I both know she said nothing of the sort. She did not say sorry for biting me. No, she enjoyed she, that she probably every minute. Exactly. Let that stupid Aussie, don't let her in my house again. I'll shit in her boots by the door next time. It'll be, you know. Yeah, yeah. You'll be scared. Yeah. See that Romanian fluff ball. But you want to laugh at this? She loved Dan and the kids. Weird. She so it must hated me. Oh, the belly rubs. She was sitting there. You know when dogs can have that kind of smile about them? Yes. She was basically doing that when Dan was rubbing her belly. But did she go near you again or you know? Walk past me. I'm like, oh, he's got her in a really lovely, you know, submissive position. He's rubbing her belly. She's happy. She's smiling on the inside and out. I go near really? didn't like me. Did you take the coat off? I took the coat was off by this point. Okay. So there was nothing threatening. There was no big boots. There was nothing. Secretly, she'd go under the table where we were sitting and try to bite my feet, like caught red-handed or red-pawed, I should say, making a beeline for another little nip at me. Oh she God. hated me, which was devastating. So I was like, what aura? What, what, what am I putting out there? You know there? what? You were too clean. 
I'm just saying, I've changed my mind. I think you were too clean. She didn't like it. She's like, where's the vag smell? Usually when a woman comes in, there's a little hint of vag. There's nothing here. This is too clean. I'm suspicious. She was saying. I'm suspicious. I'm not picking up what you're not throwing down. Yeah. I thought, literally, what the fuck am I, am I sending This out? woman smells like an air freshener and I don't like it. It reminds me of Romanian air fresheners. Don't like it. Dave, her, Beth's husband, grabbed my you know, <laughs> grabbed my hand and said, show dominance, show her who's boss. You command the respect. He'd had a few. And he's like, you, and I'm like, no, she's going to bite my hand. He's like, Shan, give me your hand. We're going to pat her. I'm like, I'm just terrified. I was like, I'm showing fear because I am scared because she's going to bite me now and, I'm, and my Yeti coat is not on to protect me. She hates me, little Harper. Aww. And I was hoping for a fresh start in the morning. We slept there and I'm laughing because we went to bed at quarter to 12. We could, None of us could even stay up till midnight, but that was fine. Hoping for a fresh start in the morning when I got up, I thought, we've slept on it. We're going to be friends in the morning. I went downstairs and said, happy new year, Harper. Happy new year. Mm. Again, no, at me, hated yeah, me. Hates you. Loves Beth. Loves Dave. Loves my kids. Summer Ollie Dan. Loving everyone. Fuck you, Aussie. Piss off. Oh, well, next time, don't change knickers. That's the moral of the I need story. to go in there with the most pungent-smelling VG of <laughs> VG? VG. VJ. No. no. What's VG? I heard it last night. I've been watching Naked Attraction. It makes me laugh. Okay. And the presenter on there That's called a it a VG show. and I couldn't. That show fills oh me with God. laughter. It's the worst. I'm the worst. Can't help it. Anyway, it's funny. So I don't know what I was doing. So the disaster travel, lost the suitcase, still not got it, bit by a dog. Happy New Year. Well done, Shan. It <laughs> sounds like a really successful holiday. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Never again. Well, mine was a little more subdued than that, I would have to say. Uh, so we all had COVID at Christmas. Mm. Um, that was fun. Great. We were about to go to Kangaroo Island. You secretly love that you had COVID? Uh, well, I was. I just wasn't – no one was sick in the family. Okay. Really. Like just like having a cold, um, Skylar had it first. And we thought, look, we're travelling with my mum. I don't want to give my mum COVID. Fair enough. We're all in the car together travelling to Kangaroo Island. We'll go get a PCR test. We all did. It all came back. You've got COVID. So we were all okay. We just had COVID. So – Cancelled Christmas. So we didn't go away, which meant no one came Damn. near us. So we were like, oh, that's a bit disappointing. But also, also, how brilliant's this? Yeah, yeah. There's no cooking, no stress of organising. We don't have to get up and go No one will lob it up on your doorstep. No one wants to visit us. No one's like, what are you guys doing? Can we go in your pool? No, you can't. We are, you know, we're like, I'm sick. Yeah, yeah. So had COVID. Basically, what happened was we just had a nice pool day and I got very drunk near the pool and then sent... I know, because you were sending me video messages. Yes, and I sent about 20 videos to people um, overseas, overseas friends. Here's me thinking I was the only one getting that love for you and you've gone and sent them to everyone in your fucking address book. Not everyone. dilutes it down, doesn't it? Anyone overseas. So then it started off okay, because the next day I had to check what I'd sent. Sign number 19? Probably. Oh, look at the face on it. Oh, that was a oh, that was dark. You know, just gave shot me a look. You know, when you feel more important in someone's life than you actually are. Just at no. that moment. No. Ding dong. But I was slowly. I was like, hi, hey. Feeling like okay. I felt when I got bit by the dog. <laughs> anyway, you need a smellier fanny. 
So <laughs> that can be arranged. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, so there I was getting quite drunk and I was wearing this dress and in the videos when I look back on them, the little selfie videos, mm. my boobs are like zucchinis. Oh, you know, lady. You get that angle. Yes. Just hanging on down. And I'm slowly, I'm like to Sophia in Norway. I'm like, Merry Christmas, Sophia. It's been a long time. I just want to say Merry Christmas. Meanwhile, in the background, Kai's naked, jumping into the pool, swimming, the kids. Oh, my God. Because anyway. naked swimming, I love it. I have to so be careful because neighbours can look over the thing. But I, but I do, I love the thrill of being in there yeah. nudie and the water on my skin. Love it, love it, love it's it. It's so good. So it was, mm. I have to say, it was quite nice spending time at home, not much cooking to be done. No one's coming over for a impromptu visit. No. So it was just chilled. Yeah. And you got shit-faced and yep. messaged stacks of people. Yeah. That's it. So that was our Christmas. So that was our first I probably little... should be grateful that I did get a message. I Shouldn't I? Should. Yeah. yeah. I could have not got one and gone, where's my message? Yeah, because you might have been in the – depends, because you were overseas, but you were – you're also from Adelaide. Yeah. So I didn't – send videos to my friends here in Adelaide. So, oh. so you were kind of on the cusp of the group. Of, okay. do, I, do you do I get do I send you a shovel? One? No, but do you still want to see what I'm saying here? Because <laughs> you're a friend overseas. I'm like, does Chanel get the video? Yeah, okay. Thanks. Lovely. That's a compliment. Anyone want a personal video from tomorrow, just hit her up on Instagram and she'll send you one no. back. She'll have a few drinks, she'll get her zucchinis out. No. Um, and serenade you. No. It's a unique group. Anyway <laughs> so so that was our Christmas. The thing was I had that COVID thing where I had the fatigue for ages and yep. brain fog. So um, I was in a bit of a, a haze for a few weeks there. So mm-hmm. at, at home with the kids, you know what it's like. It was pretty hard going anyway. But I've laid off sugar. I've laid off alcohol because I couldn't actually have it. I found yeah. it really hard being that tired. It's like waking up like you've been smacked in the yeah, face. Yeah, true. Like jet lag. Yeah. Same sort of thing. So that was horrible. And it's only just lifted, I have to say. Just this week I feel a bit, feel a bit more energetic. Good. A bit better. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, chill out. I've enjoyed it. Good for you. Six weeks. Have you made any resolutions for yourself this year? Uh, no, not really. I don't. I think I'm over the resolutions. I'm just going to. You know, it's already amped up. There's lots to do. So I feel like it's already been written for but us. It, but it's, uh, I think I need to do, I think time management needs, to, and it was my resolution last year, which I didn't do very well, but I think I need to manage my time better and then I'll be a better person to go, well, this pocket of my time goes to this, this goes yeah. to this, rather than diluting all these cups I need to, and specifically make the time for yourself, not just for, you know, going to the gym or whatever, but some things that actually are important to you. Yeah, exactly. You know, you'd like your own to do. Mind. Do you know what my mother-in-law's resolution was? Oh, I couldn't that? stop. She said, my resolution is to use more cutlery. Huh? <laughs> what is she eating with her fingers? I don't know. So when we were sat there eating, I handed her my cutlery and said, here, make a start. What? what does, she, does she mean she needs to use more of her like ice cream scoops, her lemon squeezes? I really don't know. Graters? I think she's got a lot of cutlery so she thinks, you know, I could do like um, more of an entree and then a main and then does it. I don't know. Oh, I don't know but she loves the, the fish cutlery. knife and then the – oh, for God's sake. She's I, using more cutlery. I feel like you need to declutter some of that cutlery. I Maybe feel like you need one set and keep using them all. Yeah, right. Okay. I started to use all the nice stuff because I go, you know what, Why am I, who am I saving it for? 
Here you go. I'm using my good cutlery. There is no good cutlery, bad cutlery. It's cutlery. Oh, my God. It's like my mother-in-law. She has a whole drawer of scissors and all the scissors have a different function. No, you can't use that. Those scissors are for sewing. No, you can't use this. These are for cutting the fish. That's for the chicken scissors. <laughs> Don't forget these ones. This for crafts. Crafts. Yeah, crafts. <laughs> all the different. You can't use that scissor for that. And I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is unbelievable. Yeah, because you've got her really sharp sewing scissors and you've gone to cut paper. With them yeah, that's tomorrow. right. Yeah, Silly. and I'm the grown up doing it. Anyway, yeah. another story. But look, we did get a chance to go away. We went a couple of little trips here and there locally in South Australia. We went to Wallaroo. Shout out Wallaroo. It was quite lovely with some friends. And then we did a, a recently a trip to um, the shack at Middleton, which is along the coast in South Australia near the Murray Mouth. Right. Oh, is this where you Good. went last time and you weren't allowed because you had no shoes on? You weren't allowed to go into the cafe. Is this where you were? No, that was on the river. Oh, okay. That was different. Right. No, no. no. So what happened <laughs> So just, just to put a bit of context around it, we have a river called the Murray River in Australia and it starts on the border of uh, New South Wales and Victoria and it weasels its way down through Australia to the south um, and then ends up in Goolwa in South Australia, the Murray Mouth, where all the water spews out into the ocean. So recently we've had all this flooding, right? Mm-hmm which has meant that there's been loads of floods. Yeah. Um, a lot of houses along the river have been flooded, like top floors of some of our friends' shacks, completely flooded. Oh, my gosh. They've got kayaks in there and they're kayaking on the top floor of their shacks. <laughs> 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 Trying to rescue things. It's oh, been, that's it's, a, oh, terrible. Exactly. But it's been out of control. I think it's the worst flooding since 1983. Oh, my gosh. Which has meant, anyway... A lot of gross stuff is in the river at the moment. Mm. So it's all coming down to beautiful South Australia. So what happens? We've invited our our Danish friends who've been in Australia for a year and they're about to go home. And we said, come up to the shack. Um, We'll show you a bit around the area. We'll show you how pretty it is. We'll show you the Murray Mouth. Yes, Murray Mouth in Goolwa. We'll go up there. So you drive along the beach to the Murray Mouth. Meanwhile, the water is brown because all of that river water has come out to the ocean and it's horrible up there. It's just like... There are, there's E. coli and the pippies and oh, the so cockles. You, and you continue to invite your friends. Yeah. So we're like, look at the beautiful poo beach. <laughs> <laughs> and we're yelling at the kids, don't put your friend in that water. Get out of that weird phone. Feces, feces, feces. Yeah, so beautiful. And we're laughing. You get trench mouth. Trench mouth. <laughs> trench mouth. <laughs> don't lick that water. Exactly. Don't eat those pippies. Which apparently they were still serving at one of the cafes. Oh, no. Do you like the pippy pasta or the salmon? They're like, are you for real? Neither. We'll go. Yeah, neither. Well, salmon was okay. There's dead fish all along the beach as well. So that was lovely. Well, it was actually a good thing because it turns out it's the carp, which is a pest in the Murray River. Okay. Right. And they all got flooded out into the ocean and because they are a freshwater fish, they hit the salt water and they all died. That's a shame. Well, no, they're a pest. They screw up the whole ecosystem of the Murray River. So my kids went from being sad about the fish to then going, yay, the fish are dead, like chanting. (laughs) The fish are dead. dead. Some people will come back and say to you, Tamara, everything has its purpose. That's true, like cane toads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we kind of feel a bit sorry about for the carp. Just saying. Okay. I kind of think, have they got personalities? Are they talking? Do they? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I thought my suitcase had a personality and was lost. True. Imagine what I'm thinking about this poor carp. I know. But that's an inanimate object that you think has a personality. <laughs> this is a How fish. do you know? <laughs> they come to life when you're I not don't. looking. 
Whatever you believe in your mind is what's <laughs> your, your reality. Okay, that's fine. So here we are with our, you know, Danish uh, friends. There's dead fish. There's poo brown water. We get to the Murray Mouth. Meanwhile, I've been driving, right, on the sand dunes. Kai's telling me how to drive the bloody car. Oh, don't. He's like, don't, don't. four-wheel drive. He's like, so what you want to do tomorrow, you don't don't slow down on the soft bits. You've got to speed up. You've yeah. got to get through it. You don't want to get bogged in the sand. Yeah. And he's like, come on, you know, put your foot down. Honey, come on. Yep, okay. Stay here. He's telling me how to do it. I don't, don't drive with Dan in the car because we end up arguing. Yeah. I cannot drive with Dan or my dad in the passenger seat because yeah. they – Backseat drivers. Can't cope. Or passenger seat drivers – they, they just ship me and I go, you know what? It's better for my mental health if I just sit in the passenger seat and say you nothing. drive. Yeah. But I was determined. I know, exactly right. So we drive up the beach, have a look around. Sand's blowing in our face. We see a brown snake. That's fun. Uh, yeah. Nothing much to see. Deadly snakes. You know, we're like saying to the kids, get away from the water's edge because you'll get sucked into the currents. It's very exciting. Very <laughs> thrilling. Living on the edge. Dangerous. The edge of that. shit. I know. And I'm thinking, this is terrible what we're doing, showing these poor Scandinavians. Oh, my God, what South Australia has to offer. Anyway. What a shame. Yes. We all get in the car to go back. Kai says, I will drive. So, great. Get in. What does he do? Bogs the car in the sand, doesn't he? We cannot drive out. He slowed down, didn't he? He reversed and he got bogged in the soft sand. Then some other car pulls up and with his Aussie bloke comes out and goes, mate, you need some help. You want me to tie you out? We're on our hands and knees letting down the tyres. We're scraping out the sand. Meanwhile, our Danish friends are videoing the whole thing. They, they think this is the best bit of the whole freaking excursion. They're like, Why taking did this snapshots. get sent around to everybody? Yeah, well, maybe. Linda, send me the footage, please, because yes, I'll crazy. make a reel out of it. Mm-hmm. And now, anyway, so and he and he's going, yeah, get her going, get her up, yeah, we'll see how we go. Boy. Yeah, good on you. And this whole yeah. happen to catch his name. Uh, I'm going to call him um, Darren Dazza. Okay. Dazza. On Dazza. So anyway, get back in the car. We get out. Go. I'm just saying that was not a, really a very highlight. Stressful. It was very stressful, and it was. Not, I felt like I really wanted. This to was on show the weekend, wasn't it? South, yeah, South Australia, but I didn't, and it was brown and poopy and like windy. And, and your sandy. Danish friends now have trench mouth and are very yeah. very sick and sand in their eyes. Ow. For weeks. Ouch. <laughs> so, and sand in places you shouldn't have sand. Actually, we did have a lot of nice. Yeah, we did have a lot of sand. So oh. that was that. So I'm sorry, guys. I love how we commit in our minds that things are going to be easier than what they are. And we have this sense of going, we'll just do it. We'll just do it because we've got to do it. It's a means to an end. Like you'd already committed to taking your Danish friends to South Australian beaches. Beautiful. Which are, in my opinion, and many of others' opinions, some of the best in the world. They're beautiful. You just have to look on Pinterest, um, show you an array of gorgeous things. Yeah, yeah. But it's – I love how we commit in our mind and we know there's going to be some potholes, let's say, to to get over – but at the time, we are like, what the fuck is this? Like, Can we tap out? Is there a tap out button for any of this? Because I would have tapped out at Adelaide Airport of what we went through going overseas. You knew you had to do it. You, you knew I had to do it. it. And even now coming back, somehow it erases some of the trauma in our brains of what we went through because I didn't even mention half the stuff that went on. <laughs> that was just the tip of the goddamn iceberg. You know, we're driving across to, to Dan's dad's house. We get a flat tyre. You know, all these things. Yeah. Little things. Every little bit. But isn't it funny how you remember all those things? But and oftentimes 
it, they become funny stories looking back on yeah. them. Yeah, and I'm thinking about yeah, just use it as content. And I'm and I'm getting messages from friends in England every day going, "Has that suitcase turned up?" And one of my very good friends, Lauren, who lives over there, her daughter's probably my size, except her daughter's thirty. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, oh her nine year old son is yeah. your size. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, she can borrow some of Nancy's clothes. And to be absolutely fair, Nancy's got a lovely wardrobe and it would have fit me. But I'm like, I can't borrow my friend's 13 year old daughter's <laughs> clothes. Leggings and all. <laughs> you imagine? But also at the same time, we kind of like once we've been and gone through that, it's a bit like childbirth, we seem to block out bits of that trauma of going, it's not that bad. But when we're in the middle of it, we want to tap out. Oh, yeah. We overcommit to things all the time because we feel we have to, right? I think I've been trodden down so much since having kids that I just go along with it. Like it's in the, you're in this sort of well, you don't want to be space. seen to be the handbrake. No, where you're just like, okay, let's do it. I'll deal with it later. I'll sleep later. I'll have the drink later or the coffee. You kind of picture something you're really excited about. Yeah. It's going to make up for all of it. Or you pick the highlights before you get into it. It's going to be great. It's going to be this, going to be that. And going over to England, seeing family and friends, that was awesome. Chatting to Magda every single day, lovely. But the actual getting over there and all that kind of crap that sits in this closet of of, um, of fucks, let's say, and then it's depleted by the end of it. And you wonder why we snap or are tired or our skin's breaking out or something. That ooh, this yeah. stuff's, We wonder where this stuff comes from. But actually, if you look at the backlog of what you've just done and gone through, you go, actually, I deserve a medal. You do. I think you don't all of us how resilient you actually mm, are. Mm-hmm. So if you're at home and you're listening and you've just done that six-week holiday break, man, good on you. We're just mm-hmm. saying we hear you. Because every single you. one of us is coming back with a story of some sort. It is oh never completely God. smooth sailing. Exactly. Unless you go by yourself to the Maldives and have an overwater bungalow with peace. That and, might be nice. And what happens after day one? I miss the kids. Yeah. Where are they? Or there's a storm and you yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to do the laundry. Weird. <laughs> What a sick idea. Get a fucking grip of yourself, lady. Oh, no. Enjoy the book. Don't worry about them. Yeah, that's true. We should. Yeah, take more time out. I like Mm. that. Well, we'll do that this year too. We will. So 2023, new year, stuff the resolutions. If it's a resolution that's going to help you in the new year, then do it, do it, do it. Do it now. Do it now. And we've got an exciting season ahead. This is going to be a banger of a year for Motherhood, a Beautiful Nightmare. So tell your friends. Subscribe if you haven't. Do your little reviews. We get some awesome reviews. We'd love we more. <laughs> so if you haven't done one and you listen, jump onto Apple Podcasts, please. Or, or get a new email address. Like go and actually register for a new email address. <laughs> Make it up. Like hobag553 at hotmail.com. <laughs> and just, you know, pretend to be someone else and write a second review. Slut drop 678 at hotmail.com. <laughs> That's exactly right. What she said. Please. Okay. You don't have to, but we would encourage it. Okay. <laughs> And more live shows. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. All right, until next time. Mm -hmm. All right, see you, lady. See you soon. Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare is produced by Soundball Productions and hosted by Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. We would love to hear from you, so please email us on motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.